Hello there. Mike check. Mike check. <laughs> Yo, P, good. You sound good. Can you hear me? Yes. All right, word yep. up. Yes, we made it happen. Thank you so much. Um, ladies and gents, we got the newest resident of Oxnard in the house. <laughs> Yay, I'm excited. Oh, X, when, when are you coming to the well, to the Ox, Ploma? Is that what we call is that what we I'm all, is that what we call it? <laughs> you can call it Oxnard. It's cool. No, 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 no. I wanna know <laughs> terminology. On some hip hop shit, yes. Yeah, no, we'll be there in 2021, the beginning like, of the year. Oh, wow, January, huh? Yes. Oh, man, you're, you're going to be such a good asset for the community and all the homegirls back home starting businesses for reals, yo. Mm, I hope so. I really, I'm excited to, yeah, like learn and build a community in, in Southern California, Ventura County, the Ox. No doubt. Um, I'm excited yeah, for you. Yeah, it's dope. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Having me on on Marlon, it's no doubt. Good, um, talk, story, and just, yeah, reconnect. It's been um, a long time. It's been it's been a while. We've been checking in every now and then throughout the years, you know. Um, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, so, ladies and gents, this is Andy Podcast. Um, you know, I always give a space and I always highlight my fellow Filipino American brothers and sisters who are out there working with the community, um, pushing the culture forward and um, and definitely providing services for my fellow brown skin, brothers, Hispanics, people of color. Um, I'm going to get into that later on how I met the guest, but she is um, a publicist and a public relations expert and the founder and the owner of a boutique public relations company called Papa Lowdown Agency. Oh, man, they're specializing in brand awareness and publicity, um, just amplifying the voices of her peoples. And they're based in uh, the Bay Area in Frisco. And she found the company in 2009. And um, this next guest right here, she she definitely helped me out at a critical time in my career where I, I needed to know what was the next move. And, and she was there. She, she gave me some gems and, that I carry to this day. And uh, I don't forget people like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, she's had some experience in the fashion and retail industry and transitioning the music entertainment industry. Definitely work with the youth in Oakland and the Bay. Um, ladies and gents, without no further ado, we got Pal- Miss Paloma Concordia. How you doing? <laughs> hey, dope. That was uh, an amazing intro. Thank you so much. Mom. Let me correct myself. Mrs. Paloma Concordia. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. And I might add, she she has a workshop called PR for the People that's helping us everyday folks out there to do PR for her own indie business. You know what I'm saying? And that's really awesome, dude. Yeah, no, it's one of my favorite um, parts of the business now and just what we do. I, I really enjoy teaching and mentoring um, young folks and uh, becoming who they, you know, becoming who they need to become. Um, and yeah, just provide guidance along the way so that folks can be the best that no they doubt. need to be, you know? No doubt. So yeah. P, I always take it back to day one. I got to take it back to day one. So from what I know, you were born in San Francisco, right? Yeah. But you were raised in Daly City, huh? Yeah, it's it's a little complicated. Daly City is definitely like... I consider my hometown. Um, I was born in San Francisco, lived there, um, 
and my parents actually got a place in Pacifica. So uh, after they divorced, then my dad moved us to Sassoon. So I was in the 707 mm-hmm. since third grade and through high school. But I'd always be back in San Francisco in Daly City because that's where the rest of my family was. My mom was there, my cousins. Um, so I, I feel like I'm Bay Area. <laughs> no doubt. <coughs> no doubt, no doubt. Right. Yeah. I got to ask all my Bay Area guests. I just have to. Who do you fuck with more? Too Short or E-40? E-40. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? I want to know why. Why is that? I think because I grew up in, in Sassoon and Fairfield, and that's 707. That's Vallejo. That's E-40, the click. Like, Damn, you, know, you know what's up. You know what's up. That's man. what I grew up in. She said the click. That's how I know <laughs> she's a real head. She said the click. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So you, you were born in San Francisco, but you were kind of back and forth all over the Bay, right? Mm-hmm. So how was that like, dude, growing up out there in the Bay? Uh, like the early years, you know, mm-hmm. elementary years, adolescence, like, was it fun? Was it was it popping? I know it was, you know what I'm saying? I bet yeah, it was popping out it, there. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I think I had a really um, good childhood. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I was blessed to, like, be around um, good people. Um, definitely in high school, there's... There's always some drama. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, no, overall, it's, it's, um, it was a great experience and it really did shape who I am today. No doubt. Um, so, was hip hop culture part of your life early? You know, how big was hip hop out there in the mm-hmm. day? You know? Yeah, I think so. And, um, like, who did I grow up listening to? Like, it was. It was E-40. It was Rap Forte. <laughs> Damn! It was... She knows what's up. Did you say Rap and Forte? Yes. Rap and Forte. Um, oh, my God. Richie Rich. Mac Mall. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I grew up You know what's that. up. You know what's um, up. But also, like, I think a lot of L.A. hip-hop, like Snoop Dogg, Warren G., Dove Shack. Like, I was really feeling that. Um, You're and, a hip-hop head. And, yeah, I, but I didn't really know what that meant. I think I was very naive still. And just, like, that was what was in. I was attracted to it. You know, like, um, <laughs> and really coming into hip-hop yeah. in my early 20s. And through the lens of, like, activism is what really changed, I think, the trajectory um, of my life and I was in New York for a little bit in my early 20s mm-hmm. and I, that's where I fell in love with uh, graffiti and street art and murals in um, in Queens at Five Points mm-hmm. um, so that like being like I would surround myself in that environment mm-hmm. um, and like be writing my journal and like thinking of like all my hopes and dreams you know like uh, just trying to figure out what, what is my life um, so I feel like hip hop it has definitely been something that has led me to 
the path that I've I've taken in my life. Hell yeah, that's what I love to hear in this hip hop podcast. You know what I mean? That's dope. Um, so let's take it a couple steps back before New York. So I, I definitely like. So what is it about? Like, what made your family migrate to the Bay? What makes the, <clears throat> what makes Filipinos move out there since the beginning of like our history here in the states? Like. Mm-hmm. Like, what makes us migrate to Daly City, Frisco? Like, what made your family come out there? Yeah, no, I love that you ask this question. Yeah. Um, I, I'm always curious. How, my, how, um, yeah. my lolos, so my dad is from Cebu. Mm. Um, my lolos from Mindanao mm-hmm. and my, my lolos from Cebu. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my Lolo's sister was a nurse and she got hired by an American doctor to like, yeah, work with, work with him. Right. So wow. that was our first entry that's into awesome. San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. Then that, and that's how <clears> it, it you started. Know, that's how it started. Uh, my dad was, 17 or 18 but he was done with high school already um he wasn't in college and he was you know it was the 70s he's like partying he's like (laughs) rock and roll yeah hell yeah (laughs) that was my dad yeah. yeah so he's getting himself into trouble and so my lola was like you need to go into the military and so he went into the air force yeah um and then was stationed in Zaragoza, spain wow and that's where he meets my mom so my mom is from born and raised in Zaragoza, um, in spain in spain so you're half filipino half spaniard for real for, yeah, and it's so Paloma. It's so crazy. You're, you're and mestiza. then so my mom. You're mestiza son, for real. Yeah. Wow. What the fuck? From the Bay Area, at that bumping, rapping, fourteen shit. All right. Word up. Word up. Word up. Word up. So, so your, so your, your pops, your pops met mom in Spain. Yes. And then they flew back out to the Bay. So they get married in Spain. Oh, word up. So they get all right. So they get married there. My dad, like, he's, I don't, I don't even know I sh- how many years he's there, but he learns to speak Spanish fluently. Right, right, right. And like, he's like partying in Zaragoza, like knows all these club owners. <laughs> I like, that's where I get it from. <laughs> he's, he's, yo, he's getting lit out there. He's getting lit in the 70s. He's getting fucked up. Yeah. He's getting fucked yeah. up. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Yo, I've seen pictures of your dad on Facebook. He looks really young. He looks like he can fuck me up now. You know what I'm saying? That, that fool looks like he's in shape. He looks like he's in shape now, you know? Yeah, he's totally active. So mom and dad, um, all right, word, word. They, yeah, so they get married in Spain. And then they come to the United States, San Francisco. They settle down out there. Yeah, so my Lolo and Lola have a place in the city on um, right off Alamany. Uh-huh. Um, and that's where my mom and dad live. And that's where I was born or like where I lived after, you know, like I was born in St. Luke's hospital, um, which is no longer there now. Mm. They just kind of, they tore it down, but 
um, that was the first home I went to was my Lola and Lola's house in the city. And then eventually my parents got their own place in Pacifica. So you had a full, so you had a very Filipino upbringing because you're, you know, pop side is Filipino. Like you were yeah. raised under some Filipino rules, right? And, and yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Very Catholic upbringing. Um, yeah, but my mom was like, you know, she's an immigrant to the United States mm. from a Spanish lens. And um, so that was like, she didn't know English. So she learned how to speak English um, and also was like learning Bisaya. <laughs> Your mom? <laughs> well, she had to because my, you know, I mean, they spoke English with her, but yeah, she picked up like Bisaya words and terms or like, um, like she'll cook some Filipino food. Um, yeah, like she totally knows the culture. But yeah, I grew up with Spanish as my first language, mm -hmm. I feel like. But then obviously it became my second language as I just, um, I didn't really keep up with like speaking in Spanish, but I understand it fluently. Damn, you know what I mean? You're a trip. So, yeah, so I grew up with Spanish. Like my dad spoke Spanish to us growing up. Right, he didn't right. um, teach us Bisaya. And so I know some words, you know, but like really it's, Spanish was is my second language. Nice, and nice. then, um, yeah, and we would go to Spain um, growing up. So I was very close to my uh, family in Spain. Like Crazy. I know the culture, like, yeah, like it, it's, so I, I never had like an identity um, issue with like, oh, who do I identify with? Yeah, because yeah. Because I grew up identifying as both. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, with like a Bay Area. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. With some Bay Area to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So dope. Okay, when's the next time you're gonna see your dad? Um, I don't know. Tell him I said he's a fucking man. You know what I'm saying? For like <laughs> getting a Spanish chick out there, straight up. He's the man. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's pretty dope for a Filipino back in the '70s to pull that. Like that. Like yo, know, like we can't do that shit now. You know it's a trip, like you know what I'm saying? Like does he like he must <laughs> You know it's a trip? My aunt, so my mom's sister also married a Filipino um that was in the Air Force. Wow. So yeah, so it's funny. I have cousins that are half Filipino and Spanish like me. And you see and say, yo, what up, Top Gun? <laughs> all right, so take it right on. All right, so before we get to, to NY, so you graduate high school. What's your game plan, Paloma? What's what's going on in your head? What's what are you gonna do after high school? Yeah, so <laughs> after high school, I went to um, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in San Francisco. It's a <coughs> fashion school, um, and I, I studied marketing merchandising sorry merchandising um, in the bay emphasis in marketing yeah in san francisco ah. so my college experience was interesting like it's a it's a small smallish kind of like private college so my campus was downtown san francisco like the school was in the middle of the city yeah um like right by union square and yeah so it was, it's small like it wasn't like a typical 
state or university kind of college experience. But you still did that uh, shit. Mad props. Thanks. Yeah, no, it was fun. I, I, um, you know, credit the fashion and retail industry for um, the foundation of my career. Like, I think I learned a lot from being in those spaces. So when you tell your parents you're going to major in fashion, what's your dad saying? They were like... Or mom. What's mom I think, saying? I I think they were fine with it. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom worked in retail. Oh, wow. So I think that's probably where I also gravitated to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they were just kind of like, are you sure that's what you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, they... But they were supportive. Hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what prompted your move to NY? What made you move out there? Or how did that come about? Um, I think it was wanting to get um, a bachelor's degree because at FITM at that time, they only offered an associate's mm-hmm. of arts degree. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, I want to get my bachelor's. And I knew New York is where there were other fashion schools mm-hmm. for me to um, get that degree. Right, right. So that's... Yeah, so that's what prompted me to to go to New York. And, and what school did you go at? Uh, go out there. <clears throat> um, I graduated from the Laboratory Institute of Merchandising. Hey. It's another um, a business fashion school. Go private school. Hell yeah! yeah. What year was this? What, what year did you go to NY? Um, I was there from 03 to 05. Damn. About two and a half years. So in the fashion industry, right? Yeah, that was a trip. So you go to NY. What the fuck is going on in Dubai? Like, yo, oh my I'm God, in New I York. had the time of my life. This is the time of my life. Both you to 05, right? As like, goddamn right. Like, you know, no sex in the city <laughs> type of shit. No. You're like, wow. For real? Fuck. Oh my God. So you went. It was amazing. <laughs> okay, so what? <laughs> so you go out there to school, and then while you're in school, are you working? Like, what? Are you, are you just going to school? Yeah. Are you going to school full time? Oh my god! What's, no, I'm the, I'm like mm-hmm. school full time. Right, and right. Working part time. Are you working part time? Um, I there's I worked for the Gap because before I moved to New York, I was um associate manager for a Gap retail store wow. in San Francisco. Um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Like what I was able to do there. Um, so anyways, I moved to New York and transferred into another Gap location, <laughs> but not as a, I, but not as a manager. So I, I was doing like the visual merchandising. So like dressing mannequins, doing the displays and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also worked for Glamour Magazine Whoa. in their promotion department. For real? Uh, yeah, like it was dope. I'd go to Times Square and go into the Condé Nast building and like work at Glamour Magazine. It was pretty dope. Why the fuck did you leave NY? You should have stayed. <laughs> you should have just stayed. I'm just trying to stay, mama. All right, so so you're working for Glamour Magazine, right? Like, so yeah. yo, yo, like a, a Filipina chick putting it down in NY. Like, like how's the recep the reception of the uh, the fashion industry towards you? Like, was it love? Did you experience love? Mm-hmm. Was it was it was it hard? Was it is is there any race? Yeah. Is there any racism? Oh is, it, is it you know? Yes. Like, yes. 
it was it was the first time like I'm white passing right but I'm also like oh yeah you do look Filipino so um you know I think that in some ways that obviously works to my advantage like um so I don't think I've experienced like blatant racism in that some other people you know might have but um yeah working for coach I so I also worked at coach wow um yeah and I was in their retail store oh. for a while like in the on the upper east side okay <laughs> it's like a trip yeah for real <laughs> yeah I'm like okay right across from Central Park um it was nice yeah it was dope anyways then I move into their PR department so I had to take an internship as part of like for my graduation requirements so I basically applied to do an internship for corporate because I'm already in the store right mm -hmm. so I already have uh, a relationship um so I get in and everyone is um Jewish they're all Jewish girls wow for real and so I like that like being in Bay Area you don't really you're not <laughs> really exposed to Jewish culture like yeah yeah I think you are in New York yeah right um yeah yeah it's very different so I'm like totally unaware of like what what I'm gonna get myself into but yeah I really felt like the outsider Right, right, you know, right. um, there's a bunch of other interns there. They were younger than me. They're all uh, Jewish girls. Um, and they were they were nice. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't they weren't like mean to me or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I was like more experienced than them. Right, 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 right. <laughs> because I was older, like I'd already, you know, I'd managed, you know, a three million dollar store with 30 employees like I so I was way out of like, anyways, I fucking made shit hella better there. <laughs> right, 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 right. So you was putting it and down. And I think there's, yeah, I was like, I organized the whole fucking showroom. No doubt. Like everything was categorized and like there were systems in place. Like I just. The, 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 Filip the Filipina in you came out in NY. I've been this uh, yeah, motherfucker, right? The, the, the Filipina came out in Brooklyn up in this piece. All right, so. You're out there putting it down in the field, right? So, um, okay, so yo, P, I'm not even gonna front. Like, I did my research. Like, I was watching like the shit that you put out on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like I just, I just like why. No, I'm just saying like, I'm just saying like I, you know. No, that's good. I, I appreciate. No, when they interview someone, like I watched some of the shit that they put out on YouTube. So. I, mm -hmm. you, you had this interview with this chick, and she was like, "Yo, why'd you leave the fashion industry?" And you said something like, it felt meaningless and um, <clears throat> it kind of felt like meaningless. Like, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I'll, before I ask you why you left and why, let's talk about that first. Like, why Why did you feel like it was meaningless? You were you were in NY to shit, like a dope job. Like, why did it yeah. feel meaningless? Be, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I could name it at the time. Mm. It just was like there's more to this world no than like what's in style no or like what's the trending color or like you know just no doubt no doubt no doubt the, um the materialisticness of it all and um 
I just knew, I think because I'm right, I'm listening to hip hop that's conscious and like um, I'm exposing myself to that uh, narrative and that information, then I think that's what led me to like come to the conclusion that I needed to move away from the fashion industry and I wanted to start moving into the music industry. Um, and that's what led me on my journey to the music industry was just like realizing that there's more to life and like my <clears throat> purpose. I have a bigger purpose than what this is offering me right now. No doubt. No doubt. What it came down to. So from there, what made you really like leave NY? What made you be like, you know, I'm out um, I'm out, you know? Yeah, I uh, I was graduating, so it's kind of like okay, my my journey here is done. Like I came here for school, and um, I'm gonna go back home now. Yeah, for real. Um, I think I was I I didn't like the pace of New York anymore either. Like, uh, just feeling like you always need to be out. <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're just home, you're missing out on something. I'm like. I'm tired, you guys. I just want to stay home. No doubt, no doubt. So I just—I'm a Cali girl. I think I like the 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 pace and vibe of California too. So. So you started missing home, like fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. Yep. And you go back to Daly City. You go back to Frisco or Daly City. No, where were my parents living? My parents were in um, Vallejo in American Canyon. So I moved <clears throat> back home. But my mom was in Daly City. So it's like I always have an anchor in Daly City, you know? Um, All right. So, man, so. this is where I come in. <laughs> so it's got to be like 06, um, maybe 07, 08, around then. Like yeah. 07, yeah. 08, right? So yeah. um, it's either my last year in college or I'm barely getting out. So um, I'm, I'm probably like on my fourth underground album with the underground tip, right? And I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of Bamboo to this day, right? To this day, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of, of his music and, and Native Guns, right? So this mm -hmm. is where I meet Paloma. So I... There was a couple LA shows I just kept seeing you at the Bamboo shows, yo. Mm -hmm. And it, mm -hmm. it was still the MySpace days, right? MySpace was still popping, but but Facebook barely got started, right? So I just remember finding you, I think, on Facebook, and then we traded numbers, and then we spoke about PR. And I was like, and I was just brainstorming, like, yo, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what's next. And Paloma was mm -hmm. like, where, where? you need to put your music somewhere else. And I said, well, where, where else? And she said, Bandcamp. <laughs> and this is like... Oh God, I don't remember. This is like... But I'm glad I do. <laughs> and this is like 09 now. This is like 09. Um, and I said, all right. So I tried it. And I just want to say thank you. Like, it helped me a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a Yay. lot. A lot, a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, to this day, for 11 years, has been really good to me. Thank you so much. And um, because of that, I always respected you. Like, you know what? That chick right there mm. gave me some shit. There's no one that, like, 
she she told me some shit that 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 like nobody was up on in 09 for reals. It wasn't to like 011, 012 till people started doing band camp. But like I swear to God, for the first two years, I was the first I was like the only one doing that. But um thank you. Thank you, dude. That was fresh. You're welcome. There's something about I'm glad. <laughs> yo, there's something about Bay Area folks. You guys are always like ahead. Like you think so, yeah. Like of what's of what's kind of like about to pop off next, like hmm. as far as trends. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we'll get back to that, right? Like that's a trip. Yeah, no, that's that's another conversation. So you're doing PR for independent artists out here in Cali. How was that experience like for you? Um, it was. How's the industry? Like, um, I don't know. I think I was really inspired yeah. by the the people I was surrounded by yeah. like just so much dopeness and like an understanding of you know the injustices happening in the world and like how through their art they're mm. educating people um, and that was my ethnic studies you know was this is kind of like post-college college or something. <laughs> I feel like I was... Yeah. By, by like, working with Native guns yes. and illiteracy. Um, Just fire, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah, that like, I... They, yeah, and they... They took me around to colleges and universities because they would tour and I'd, like, go with them on their... Um, to their shows and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that was like kind of like my college experience was was managing and doing PR for um, for artists in in the college circuit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's like my ethnic. <laughs> Dope. So, so like, did you like the music industry? Did you have fun? You know, was it was it like yeah. was it helpful in like doing PR now in twenty twenty? You know, just learning the industry, learning mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, I really loved being in it. That's where I met you, uh, music industry. Yeah, I was Straight so passionate up. about it. And I think there's Straight a point up. where I was like looking at the trajectory of my life and what I wanted. And I always knew I wanted to have a family and that the music industry lifestyle, if I really went went there, I it would not align with what I wanted for a family does does that make sense so like yeah so I just was like you know what I think I'm gonna switch gears because I don't want to be out at like events late at night or like at clubs or shows and you know being out and being very social and you know you can being a business owner you can dictate what your lifestyle is so I just I just knew that that wasn't the lifestyle I would want for myself in my future of in like the future me. Good for you. Like it was, yeah, it was great while it lasted, and I I loved the whole time I was in that world. But I knew I was like, okay, I got to move on to like the next thing. I love it, man. That's dope. We would keep in touch throughout the years. Like we would have some PR work out here in LA. Like, yo, Marlon, can you make it? And I had work, so I like you know a couple times. Like you invited me out to your PR events, your PR workshops out here in LA. 
um mm-hmm. this past decade because it's been like a while we've been building for a while you know just keeping in touch like yo i got an event here and um i remember yeah. one time i spoke to you and you said yo marlon i'm not really fucking with the music industry right now i go dope like that's that's awesome and then that's when mm-hmm. he started telling me about uh, papa lowdown agency so let's mm-hmm. let's talk mm-hmm. about your baby right here all right <laughs> it's your baby right here you it is it's like my first it's your baby child. and i i was <laughs> i was i was watching your interview you're like you know like you missed it like you you were talking about how you know what i'm not for the corporate world it doesn't feel like you know you just missed it you didn't want to let it go you know and i respect that you know what i'm saying yeah. Up. All right, so let's talk about yeah. it. what inspired you to start it and what year? Yeah, it's 2009. Nice. Mm-hmm. So what inspired you to really yeah, start it, it? It evolved from yeah, working in the music industry. Like I yeah. PR, I knew that my my lane was PR. Yeah. Public relations. That was that was gonna be my lane and like marketing because it's all related yeah um and i knew how to be to i knew i knew how to run a business already because i've managed businesses um it was retail businesses so it's different right so i had to under really understand how am i selling a service he was running coach up in this um, bitch you know what i'm saying <laughs> sorry yeah i i knew how to um I knew that part of it. Yeah. So I felt confident in my ability to start a business or run a business. Um, but I also didn't know what I was doing too. So it's was, was like, I knew some of it. And then obviously the, yeah, the rest I just figured out um, as I went along, but I knew looking at the history of public relations mm-hmm. and studying that, that I didn't like that it was, a tool f- that really hurt the world mm-hmm. like it introduced um you know edward bernays is the father of pr he um really coined the profession um and like using propaganda um to manipulate the masses yeah right and so i i studying the history is like god is a tool for evil like all these horrible things you know happen because of these pr campaigns um yeah Yeah. so like the the cigarette industry was one like huge thing where like turning into something fashionable that women wanted to um do as part of like their their look right Mm -hmm. and having cigarette boxes match the color of the season and stuff like that mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I just was like you know what I want to use these tools for good and to like help change the world and make it a better place so that's that's where I was really um, adamant at that and like wanting to amplify the stories of my community because I was getting resistance trying to do that do that in the music industry and like pushing Native Guns album um, Barrelman you know like that showed me that there was racism that there yeah, was dude. you know classic. a lot of yeah classic just, times man classic times yeah exactly I was... so I was like fuck that I'm gonna just 
start my own business. I want to work with clients that I want to support. No doubt. And I was surrounded by so many dope people that I was like, yeah, let's do this. I know we can make this happen. And I just was um, that inspired that I could do it because I was seeing the people around me do it, you know? I believe you still got hip hop in you left. <laughs> and my goal for 2021 is to bring you out of retirement. And, and, and bring and bring you back to the music industry. Oh my god! God damn it! You never know when you when you just bring up the native guns. Like man, that whole, like just watching the shows live, bumping the album, like just seeing all the shows that Bam did in LA. Just going out there, meeting you out there in the scene. It was just a, it was just a movement, man. Like it was. Was, it was so special. It really was dope. No man, I was just bumping uh, ba- Bam's new album uh, this past couple weeks. Like the new shit that just came out. You know what I'm saying? Like it still sounds dope. And um, shouts to the whole Native Guns, man. That was just a special time. Um, so I know that. So how big is your staff, Paloma? How big is your staff? Like, like, are you there? <laughs> how big is your staff? Like, how does that work as far as like people helping you run the company? Um, it's me. It's, it's like four, four people. Nice. I mean, folks, like I, I have a team that like will come in and out of different projects. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends on what's happening at the time. But, um, yeah, there's like a good core staff of like four right now. That is awesome. And I know that you guys specialize, specialize in the fields of arts music entertainment you know like the restaurant business and retail providers which one do you find Mm -hmm. which one do you enjoy out of all those fields that you guys specialize in which one do you love Mm -hmm. doing pr for yeah Hmm. you know i think it evolves over time Mm -hmm. um right now what i am seeing is like working with a lot of arts organizations and cultural <laughs> districts nice. and um still blending like arts and activism and community mm-hmm. um i think that's really what appeals what to draws. you yeah that's what that's what i get um really inspired by is those kinds of projects that's dope so Let's talk about like your work with the youth. I know that you were the program coordinator, right, for Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Yeah, for one of their um, programs um, at Oakland High School. Nice. So let's talk to like, what was that program about? Um, sorry, can you hold? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. We can take a break if you want, and then let me know. I'll, I'll yeah, can we take a? No doubt. Yeah. All right. Let's do All that. Right. All right. Hey. Yo, yo. <laughs> you good? Can you Sorry. Oh, no, yeah. it's all good. It's all good. Ladies and gents, I forgot to add, she's a dedicated mom, too. I don't know how she balances all this, but she's really <laughs> great at it. You know, sometimes I Thanks. see your posts and you're talking and you're like, sometimes you're talking like, did you guys hear that? That's someone screaming. Like, you're so funny, dude. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you have a beautiful family. You made the right choice leaving NY, girl. 
<laughs> Thanks. You would have been running around with G Unit and Mob Deep up in there. How are you gonna start a family with G Unit and Mob Deep? <laughs> Fucking with New York. Jesus Christ. Daily. Would you ever oh, think in NY you'd, you'd end up in Oxnard? No. <laughs> no. I know. Right? From G Unit to no. Oxnard. How? Man. Okay, so. Sorry, I know I'm random. So, uh, back to the question. All right, so, beats, rhymes, and life. The, prog- the program coordinator. Like, what was what was that program about? Um, it was a project called Fresh the Magazine. Mm. So it was, I was basically creating this program, teaching kids how to use um, blogs and like creating websites and content um, for this like online digital magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wrote articles and it was an after school program. Nice. Um, yeah, so it was fun. Like I think I did it for a year. Good shit. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. I, I really enjoyed that. How was it like working with the youth out there for that program? Like what did you learn from the youth? Like as far as, far as your taste? how they see things how were they viewing things at the time i don't even remember (laughs) (laughs) all right next question all right word up word up word up all right let's talk let's talk that's all (laughs) so i know you did some work with the east bay asian youth program in oakland right how was how was that like working with the youth in um, oakland um It was, it was fun working with the youth. Like, I think, you know, getting to know their musical tastes, um, you know, watching them have their own relationship or like forming friendships with each other and mm-hmm. like putting um, their thoughts down, you know, doing interviews and, and like doing write-ups on albums and stuff like that. So it was fun to like get to know them individually. I still kind of keep in touch with some of them good um from time to time so that's also um you know it's nice to see folks grow and develop over the years that's awesome dude um what's the estria foundation uh the estria foundation is a arts organization founded by estria miyashiro um who's a graffiti writer He's, it's currently based out of um, Hawaii. So when I was there, it's when it started, it was um, based in Oakland and um, SG moved out to Hawaii. So it's out there right now. Right on. And and I know that you're also part of like the Daily City Small Business Commission, right? Yeah. So I got appointed that earlier this year. And, um, you know, it's still kind of, even though I was appointed, it's still kind of on hold because they're, they need to appoint a few other um, members to the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm still just kind of getting started with that role. Dude, I know everyone's going to miss you out there. How are you feeling? Like, are you, are you sad leaving Daily City? Like, how are you feeling? Like, is it, are you looking forward to it or? I, you know, I, I am looking forward to the change, but 
I guess I'm not seeing it as I'm leaving. Like right. I don't want to. I don't want to frame it that way. No doubt. No doubt. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm not really leaving. I'll be back. <laughs> like I feel like I'll be back often. Right. Where it won't feel like I left. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Like we have our bucket list of like places we want to eat at before we go. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Yeah. I, sure. I, I bet it's a big change and a big transition. Like, you know, like, I know it, it must be, I don't know, tough to move, period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I give you props, man. Taking this change, taking the next step and just change, you know? Yeah. It feels like it's time for migration. For real. And, um, yeah just kind of movement is happening so uh i feel like that's that's where the universe is taking us so i'm that's also why i'm excited because i feel like this is a path is being laid out for us to you know go on this new journey and congrats to your husband for the job opportunity that's really awesome man thank you that's that's dope so What are the three things, like maybe not three things, but I know it's been a crazy year, Paloma. 2020 has been nuts, you know, it's just a lot of things going on in the world, society. Um, What have you learned about yourself as a business owner, as a mother, as a wife, or as a person? Like, what are you learning about yourself this year with all the challenges that life threw at us, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I learned that I... I'm on the right path. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I just feel like I really try to listen to my, my inner voice, my, you Mm -hmm. know, like to God, to ancestor, to um, spirit. And so I, I really try to tune into those um, signs and, to help lead me to where I need to go to be of most use to um, serve the people. So, yeah, I just um, excited for that journey. How has it been like balancing motherhood, running a business? What are your tips for like the mothers out there trying to do this and um, just mothers running a business that gotta be mothers at home? Like, do you have any mm-hmm. tips? Uh, you know time management or you know I don't know yeah 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 um you know I try to really stick to a schedule yeah um and work around the schedule that works for my family right Um, so I try to yeah make sure I have carved out the time in the mornings um that's for the kids and schedule their day out so they know what to expect um, so yeah, it just comes down to the schedule. Have a schedule, stick to the schedule, like be fluid, obviously not every day is gonna be the same. Um, but I think that's like one of the key things to just keeping everything running smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your advice? I know there's, there's gotta be a, a young chick in NY running around trying to be a PR, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, or anyone in the fashion industry, what are the do's and don'ts? Like just getting in this marketing field, like 
what do people need to know especially for the younger ones coming out of college you know like just what can they expect from this field you know and yeah you got so much experience too in the field yeah i mean i would i feel like in terms of the fashion and retail i'm i don't know what it's really like right now i Mm -hmm. i would recommend you know checking out um ruby veridiano if you're Mm. wanting to go into the fashion industry Mm -hmm. um she has um you know a lot of great information and mentorship around that um I feel for me, it's more entrepreneurship. Like if, if anyone's out there wanting to be an entrepreneur, then um, I would say, you know, like it's patience and persistence mm-hmm. is what's gotten me through um, running this business for 11 years now. Amen. God bless. Congratulations to that, yeah. you know. Thank you. Um. So... As far as the music industry, um, what do you see the artists in 2020? What do you see them doing right? And what can, what can they improve on from your perspective? You know, doing PR for, for artists back in the days. Like, like, what do you see, like, the music industry now? Like, what are we lacking? Do you know? Oh, man. I think it's hard because of COVID. Mm. Like the mm-hmm. music and entertainment industry literally has to reinvent itself. Amen. Yo, I was just thinking the Go ahead. Speak, yeah, speak. so speak. it's like it's Twitch that is what I'm seeing right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. Twitch is like what is immediately like at the forefront but i'm sure there's gonna be other stuff that starts to pop up um there's this platform called clubhouse Mm. that is interesting where it's like all audio Mm. like it's um like you basically join conversations Mm -hmm. um so Uh, yeah it's it's interesting and like you join rooms and like people have um subjects that they're like talking about in, in a room. Wow. It's called Clubhouse. Clubhouse. That's the new shit. <laughs> you know, it's I all live, audio. No doubt. So when you say yeah. audio, like they can't see each other's faces? Like you just. You yeah. Just wow. You don't see each other. It's just all, yeah, sound. You're just listening to people talk. And there's wow. no like status updates or nothing like that. It's just literally you go join a, a room based people. on a topic yeah or like the people in it yeah and then um a lot of the people in there are like folks in the music and entertainment industry i noticed um so yeah twitch yeah. twitch and clubhouse nice I, you know is what i'm th- seeing I see, but i don't know how yeah. folks are gonna monetize like it it is gonna be interesting how this all works out for for musicians and artists djs yo p i see a lot of djs uh definitely like utilizing it uh twitch mm-hmm. and um i saw something recently where they said you you can't use copyright music no more where like if we spin like a, a famous song or whatever they say like the djs can't do that no more but i don't oh, know how wow. i don't know how true is that but i kind of believe it because facebook is also getting strict like if you're a dj and you spin some copyright music they don't allow mm-hmm. you to post that 
Like they, yeah. they that's crazy, right? So I know they're kind of cracking down on like copyright shit. Yeah, so yeah. I, I hope Twitch will let us live, man. God damn. Come on. Yeah, that's crazy. People are gonna we're gonna have to start making mixtapes again and just go really old school. Yeah, back to the mixtapes. <laughs> yeah. And do and do it that way, huh? Fuck it. <laughs> Bring back the mixtapes. All right, so yo, on some hip hop shit. Before I let you go, all right, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some choices. All right, so Jay Z or Nas? Mm, Jay Z. <laughs> Why? Why? Why over Nas? What is it about him that he got that Nas don't got? Because I like to, I like to party and dance at the clubs. <laughs> that's why Jay Z. <laughs> and you don't think Nas got that? No. I don't know. Yeah. I just, you know, that's that's what I remember most. True, true. You know, in, right. being in New York, right, and being at the club, like I remember Jay Z. DMX or Buster Rhymes? Oh my gosh, Buster Rhymes. All right. Mary J or Aaliyah? Aaliyah. Mm. Richie Rich or Rapping Forte? Richie Rich. Whoa! All right. Um. Top top three members of Wu Tang. Um. Method Man. <laughs> Red Man. Well, Red Man's not a Wu Tang Mama. Uh, maybe. Oh, that's right. Oh my but, God. But I don't blame you. He's kind of like. I always forget un- that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe ODB. Who, who you ODB. Think? Right. Most phase. I'm not a huge Wu Tang head. I'll be mm. honest. All right, Tribe of De La Soul. But I love Sophia Chang. Sorry. Okay. Ah. Word up. Um, Tribe of De La Soul. De La Soul. Ooh, damn, for reals? Yeah. Wow. You don't fuck with Tribe like that? I don't know. I, I just, I think I, I feel feel the vibes more with. <laughs> All right, what up? Well, look, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're busy. So, man, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you, Paloma. Um, Any last words? Um, no, just thank you so much for allowing me to share my story. Um, it was a pleasure. And yeah, I'm looking forward to um, being down there at the Ox and getting to know folks in the community over there. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and sharing your tips and your experiences. Yes. Catch me on uh, poplowdown.com. There you go. I'm going to plug in the websites for sure. And how can people follow you on Instagram? Um, Pablo Down Agency. No doubt, no doubt. Yep. Yo, P, I'm hit you on the text when we hang up, all right? Sounds good. Thank you, Marlon. No doubt. MV Podcast, we did it. Peace. Peace. Hey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got Eva Longoria on the line. Hold up, we're not done yet. No. Hold up. Wait a minute. I'm just kidding. So, Pete, <laughs> hold on. Time out. You were an actress too? 
Yes, so, by accident. Let's talk about this film. Let's break it down to the people's listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's this movie, cult classic Filipino-American film called Lumpia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I play a character by the name of Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of like the sidekick of the main love interest in the film. Nice. I'm like, I'm like the best friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was fun. My um, cousin is Patricio Ginoso, the director and writer oh, wow. of Lumpia. So he, yeah, I was 16 years old and I was in Daly City for the summer because I got in trouble. <laughs> so I got <laughs> sent to Daly City. Right, right, right. Right, so I'm like, I don't have anything else to do. So I just, yeah, was helping Patricio um, make Lumpia. So did you have any acting experience prior? Um, I was in drama club in seventh or eighth grade, I think. And that was about it. <laughs> so, so P, you can ask. So, yo, so hold on. <laughs> So hold up though, but you can act. Like if it comes down to it, like like you know. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know if I. I call myself an actor. Like I don't study it. You know what I mean? Like I'll try. I try. <laughs> I try um, to be like, play the role, um, and get into character. But right, right. Yeah, so, like I'm not mm-hmm. like an expert or anything. No. Guess who I interviewed a couple weeks ago. <laughs> who? I interviewed Abe Pugtama and Gabe Pugtama. Oh, um, nice. They were, they were part of the film, too. Um, yes, that's right. So, let me ask you this. How long did it take to film that indie flick? And what year was this when you guys were working on this? <clears throat> 2000... No. Was it 1996? Wow. Yeah, because I was 16. Right? So... 96. Nice. How long did it take to shoot it? It was just a summer. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like over the years, he'd be like, hey, can you do this? Can you reshoot the scene? And I'd be like, okay. And just go and like shoot a scene for a couple hours. Um, yeah, I think it was, it took like seven years or something. God, I can't remember. But in when it was like made and then going through and editing it you know like post-production took a while just because Patricio was in college and like funding and you know all the things like it's huge effort to make a movie um so yeah it it was a hit in the like college scene and like nice yeah it's it's a it's funny it's a comedy action flick so superheroes no doubt like, P, how do you feel about the sequel? Have you seen the sequel? I did see the sequel. Yeah? Yeah, it's dope. It's it's fun. It has that same uh, lumpia energy. Um, the comedy and the social commentary of, like, looking at our culture from, you know, these different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride. And, like, I just am really happy that I get to play a small role in all of it. So, wait, are you in the sequel, too? I am. What? I have a fight scene. I'm mm. in the sequel. They brought Abby back for the sequel. No, I have a few lines. 
<laughs> I know the, the premiere was in Hawaii. Uh, they were Zoom. It was like a Zoom thing in Hawaii, right? Or something like that? Like the premiere? Yeah, it was part of the uh, Hawaii International Film Festival. Um, so it premiered there. And um, hopefully we'll get to see it in theaters, you know, out here in California in, um, next year. Um, what I forgot to ask a while ago, uh, the earlier part of the interview, like, Paloma, what is it about the Bay Area that just has a lot of creativity and just, because I'm, I'm not going to lie, for, as far as like turntablism, I mean, Cuba came, came from there, you know what I'm saying? Like, just mm -hmm. what is it about the Bay that's just creative and just creates and just pushing it's forward that. and pushing forward too, like, Ladies and gents, for all those listening, Lumpia is a, is a cult film in the Filipino-American community, and, and they got out here to Southern Cali, you know? Like, me, mm. me growing up in Oxnard, we heard about Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. I think you're, you're cutting out. Yo, P, good looking out. My bad. All good. So, yo, P, what is it about the Bay Area that just has creativity, you know, just just coming out of the Filipino community especially? Mm -hmm. what, what's going on out there? That's Is it the water? There's something in the water, huh? The fog. Yeah? It's the land, you know? Like, yeah. I believe that this land is sacred. Um, you know, even talking about the native peoples of this land yeah um the ohlone and the romaitush um indigenous people so i think it is the land um i think it is the intersection of all these different cultures um yeah you know like there's mexican it's filipino it's black it's samoan mm -hmm. um it's vietnamese you know like it's just everything the bay area is so diverse um, and I think that's, you know, the, the, again, that arts and activism is very prevalent here. And I think that's what makes it special. Um, how has it been like promoting and like doing PR for the businesses out there? How has the reception been? Um, what's the response from the community like, you know, when you promote the businesses? Yeah, it's, it's a way of documenting history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, I look at PR as activism and I, and, and like being part of documenting history for our community by having stories in the newspaper and features and interviews and, um, you know, that that's documentation. It's, it's information that can be archived in museums or universities, right? Like they can be part of newspapers. So that's, you know, what, that's what I think I'm, I'm Pablo Down Agency is, is um, supporting and that's the result of the work. And we're seeing our communities amplified more um, because of it. Right. Um, as far as like the tension that's been going on with, um you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that happened in this country, especially what was going on in the Bay. You know, I know the Bay also, you know, they protested, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
has it helped or affected uh, the business how has 2020 affected the business <laughs> good way or bad way you know mm-hmm. um <clears throat> yeah i mean i've you know i've been pushing for social change mm-hmm. and um so it is interesting like oh everyone wants to wants that now which is what we want <laughs> so i'm like good yeah i feel like i'm i've set my business up to be part of this movement because I've been doing the work already. Um, and yeah, it, it's um, pushing things forward for the community. Um, before I let you go, what can the youth, um, what does the youth in the Bay Area need? What, what are the programs that are lacking in the Bay Area or what can they use more of, especially 2020 moving forward, you know? Yeah, I I think it all starts with ethnic studies. Mm. Um, like really implementing that into our public school, um, making it requirement. I think that will really shape the future in a, in a positive way. If um, our youth can go into the world with that um, understanding, knowledge of self, um, and knowing the histories mm. of of the people of this land, of mm. you know um, how there's injustice is part of a system, you know. Mm. So understanding those things, I think, will really be what it, it's what the world needs right now um, is education. Yeah. Mm. What was your thoughts in the latest election? Mm. We don't gotta keep it too heavy tonight. Just I know. I'm like, mm. I know, like I'm relieved, but then I'm also like not, you know. So mm. it's just it's like, all right, well, I guess we can breathe a little bit easier, but we still don't know what's around the corner. So it's still unsettling. Oh, in the spirit of Thanksgiving coming up, uh, what are you thankful for? Yeah. These um, days. I'm thankful for my health, you know, like having my basic needs, like food, shelter, clothing. Like I'm, I'm thankful for those things and for my family and community. Like I just, um, the business, pop lowdown agency, me as, as a person, as a member of the community, like I am who I am because of this community that I, I work alongside and, so I'm thankful for that. Mm. Amen. So Paloma, for all those tuning in, where can people uh, watch the first Lupia? Where can people watch the first film? The f- I I don't know if you can even get it right now. Mm. But for the for the sequel, but it just you came. can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sequel. Um, How can people tune in? It's you can't watch it yet either so you mm. guys just gotta stay tuned mm. and like follow them on instagram facebook um facebook look up lumpia movie uh lumpia with a vengeance mm. is the sequel um but it'll be out in 2021 so nice. it's just hitting the um festival circuits now what kind of pr can the movie use for this campaign right here 
like what needs to be what needs to happen to get this movie off the ground you feel me though Paloma mm. what can we and I know the pandemic is really cutting off the theaters and then I know we can't even see this shit in theaters because there ain't no theaters but do you think this is gonna be like a just we gotta go through social media I guess the, the, the usual attack you know yeah I mean I I wish like what's your thoughts get on Netflix mm-hmm. I think if Netflix picked it up and distributed it it would it would be a hit like because it would give so many people access to it um so like a Hulu or you know like Netflix you can place it there Netflix yeah I think that's <sighs> or at least Amazon Prime yeah maybe Amazon Prime yeah I just I think it needs to be like on on one of those platforms hell um, yeah no, you know because yeah. folks watch it and I think it'll be viral it's one of those movies that it's like hey did you watch that movie and folks just start talking about it so um, I think that's that's one one piece of it right um, and there's a lot of different stories that can be told from this movie mm. um, so you know it is it's finding the right um, writers mm. that will tell that story um, in the major papers um, and news outlets. You know, to be advocating for people of color, you know, it must be a a very gratifying job um, putting us on platforms, you know? Like it is. It must be it is. Like when when the folks that I work with shine, that's like that's how I shine, right? Like I shine through my community and like my clients and the projects. Um, <clears throat> that's what drives me is to like see that. And some rapper that you gave advice to back in 09, follow that shit <laughs> and still making some paper off that shit. Dope. So, so, so dope. It's like, I, you know, when you say Twitch is the next thing, I listen. Because she ain't lying. She wasn't lying the last time, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Word. Um, there you go. So let me ask you this, P. Like, I, I'm sorry. I know you got to go. My bad. My bad. Um, what? Why? What is it going to take for America to really give us people of color the platforms that we deserve? Because I'm going to tell you this. I don't know a lot of Filipino women doing PR. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and and for the for the model of your company is to amplify our voices. Like, but we need more Palomas. You feel me? We need more. We need more Palomas. You know? Yeah. Like, we I, need I, more. I'm, we need more. Of this. I agree. I agree. And that's why, like, I always I created the company with an apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to bring other people into this line of work. Um, but yeah, like, mm-hmm. how can I? amplify that even more and like PR for the people is a program I created to do that but even Mm -hmm. at that level like you know it's only like four or five folks at a time that I'm working with Mm -hmm. um yeah 90% of PR professionals are white Mm -hmm. um so it's it's a huge opportunity for folks of color to get into this field because it's part of the puzzle to make change is PR. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. And gotta get out there in the front. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, P. Like, as as far as doing PR work, um, when you get resistance from when you get resistance from I don't know magazines or newspapers or how do you handle that? How do you handle re- resistance or doors closed? Mm-hmm. How do you get around that? How do you deal with that? You just keep trying. Like, Why you don't not? take it personal. You know, like, uh, you try a different angle. Um, you follow up. You're patient and you're persistent. And, like, that's the name of the game. It's a marathon. Um, you know, you're planting seeds of opportunity. So, like, you may not get get it right away. But six months later, you get a phone call. And you're like, yes, we'd like to put this story on the front page you're like yes and you know so like that's that's what it is to to do this work is you just keep pushing you keep finding different angles and different people to work with you figure out who the allies are in the in the media world um like who understands the stories that you're trying to tell um and you know cultivating relationships with them so that you can yeah, get those stories heard. Quick breakdown. What makes a good PR? What make what makes a good publicist? Top five that makes a good publicist. Allah, I've never been asked that question. Mm, what what's, um, what what can they do that considers them good? You know what? Like that you PR have to be, handle that shit. You have to be trustworthy. Mm, trustworthy. You know, I think yeah, mm. being trustworthy because you are managing people's image Mm. right um so you have to be trustworthy like it gets very personal like you need to know about people's personal things or like so being Mm. you know trustworthy i think is important um being like someone that's diplomatic Mm. right that is professional that you know isn't all wild or is gonna be disrespectful at the wrong time or you know just like diplomatic um i think is the right word um Mm. it's likable um because you gotta know everybody you gotta know everybody when you're in pr so it's kind of like being out there and 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 meeting folks and um connecting folks you know like you have to enjoy connecting people together and I think that's something that I I do like to do um is like oh you should meet so and so and see how you know those relationships build and grow for all those tuning in right so you got this workshop called PR for the people and I know you you do uh you do workshops where you teach us how to do PR for ourselves um, mm-hmm. So let's say a, a restaurant comes to you and says, "Yo, P, we need, we need PR." What mm-hmm. for all those tuning in? Let's break it down. What are the five things you can do for that restaurant if they come to you for PR? What yeah, do you- I mean, mm-hmm. the first thing is you got to make sure your website is is on point. It's proper. Yeah, like it all starts with your online brand presence. So mm. make sure your website is working properly is up to date has good photos on there um so websites number one number two is knowing who you where you want to be seen Mm. 
right? Like identify, okay, I want to be in the SF Chronicle. I want to be on Eater or um, Bon Appetit magazine or whatever it is, right? So identify who you want to, where you want to be seen and who the writers are Mm. that would be writing about you or interviewing you Um, and follow them and read their stories and like really get to know the news that you're you're trying to be in um because those then you'll find the opportunities of when it's your turn to be like featured um i can go on but that's like part of it that's like one of the things is like just read the paper listen to podcasts watch the tv shows that you want to be on right Mm-hmm. Dope, dope. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. I'm glad we got to do the segment, you know? Yeah, thank you. That's fun for me. Yo, thank you so much. Um, Thanks, Marlon. Anything I forgot? <laughs> no, that's it. I think we covered it all now. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Have a good Thanks. night, P. Amd Podcast, we did it. One love. Peace.